Welcome to the Relationship for Win Win podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Kevin. And we've been married for 25 amazing years. Well, they haven't all been amazing, to be honest, babe. That's true. And we have four awesome kids. We do. And we love them so much. And babe, I love you. And we're just trying to share some things that we've learned about life. Uh, we're not experts by any stretch of the imagination. We're not counselors. We're not professionals. But we have lived life a little bit. And we hope to share some things with you that are beneficial. So thanks for listening. Today, we're going to talk about taking care of yourself. As we've promised, we're going to talk about different types of relationships, our relationship with our spouse or significant other, our relationships with our kids and our families, and in my opinion, one of the most important relationships you can have is the one that you have with yourself. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think that it's one that we probably neglect the most, but we think about all the time like, oh, let's work on our marriage, let's work on our kids, let's work on this, but rarely do we think... I got to work on myself, and sometimes it even sounds selfish even saying that out loud, right? But one of the things that Jennifer and I were talking about um, in preparation for this is maybe kind of going over the evolution of yourself, right? So you start off, and here you are, you're single, right? Happy-go-lucky, doing your deal, whatever that looks like. And then if, if you're in a committed relationship with a significant other or married, all of a sudden that starts to change, right? Now I have to worry about somebody else, like, that's not me. I mean, I'm, I'm probably a selfish creature by nature. I could do single probably pretty well, and then I get lonely. But that's a whole other deal. But, right? I mean... Um, yeah, definitely true. But I say, you know, you go from being single to being in a relationship, being married, and then you become a parent. And it's an amazing deal, right? It is amazing. But a lot of things change when you become a parent. Yeah. And, and, and like, I can remember distinctly... When we first got married, I should have never been able to have kids. Like when we <laughs> left the hospital and I go and look in the rear view mirror and see the car seat sitting there, I think to myself, I can't believe they're letting me take this thing home. Because- and I don't even think we made it all the way to our apartment, which was probably like two miles away because our daughter started crying and we were so, we didn't want her to cry. And so you pulled over and I crawled in the back seat with her. And to calm her down because yeah. we were so worried, like, oh my gosh, she's crying. And we I think I had to flashbacks <laughs> to think, like, how do you drive across country like this? Like, this must take us like four weeks, you know, to get. Yeah, a... we couldn't even make it two oh, miles terrible. home. <laughs> so, so everything changes all of a sudden becoming a parent. And one funny story, I remember literally coming home as a parent, and we had maybe only been, you know, with the child at home for maybe a week or two, and we were going to go out to a movie, like it's Tuesday night, you know, cheap night at the movie theater. And we leave, and you're like, aren't we forgetting something? And I'm like, uh, I've got my wallet. And everybody's like, uh, what about our baby? I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally forgot we've got a kid, right? So things change. And and really one of the things that I think changes, and we've noticed this in our relationship and we've talked about this, is that you stop functioning all of a sudden as a single person or as even a married couple, and now you become mom and dad. <laughs> Right. And so now you start functioning as mom and dad. That's true. And you sometimes really forget about yourself or what you even liked before because everything is all right. about the kids. It, it right. All of a sudden things focus on what what happens? Life starts happening. So let's start going over this evolution, right? What happens? You start juggling school and work. And maybe you're building a career. You've got chores to do, right? When you're single or you're just married, it's pretty simple. That, But now you're like juggling other human beings and lives in there. So and you, honestly, I don't think couples talk about this enough. So if you're listening to this and you're a newly married couple, talk about this 
all the time, finding ways to make time for yourself when you have a new baby. This is so important. Kevin and I did not do this. No. I went in my role as the mom and taking care of the kids, and he went as his role as the dad and the provider and taking care of all of our financial needs. Right, and we've seen so many couples now that are our age and, you know, five decades in to, to this world. And I think that all of a sudden they become empty nesters and they look at each other and they're like, I don't even know who you are. And I don't even know who I am. And people get lost and you have these midlife crisis and you have all, all this different stuff. So imagine if you can continue to work on yourself and, and, and whatnot. So I, I agree with you, babe, mm-hmm. is to say to, to figure this out earlier rather than later is huge, but mm-hmm. you're never too late to figure out who you are. And today we're going to try to give some practical examples of this, how to discover who you are and why the importance of taking care of yourself. But, you know, kind of going back to what life happens, you're balancing, you know, extended family and friends. You know, you don't want to leave them behind now that you're married and you got this baby. Uh, you, you still have couple stuff you need to do. And lots of volunteer or church opportunities. Church, right. Church opportunities. Takes a maybe, lot of time. Right. You have all of that going on, which are all good, by the way. They're all fantastic thing. But if you look at that and say, what's left out of that equation? If we threw that out there to, to our friends, what's missing? And the big thing that's missing is to say, I am so busy doing and juggling all these other things. I forgot myself. You yeah. forget yourself in this. So what we've found is that one of the things that when you do, when you forget yourself, you are coasting on fumes. And so all of a sudden you're busy doing all of this and trying to fill everybody else's cup, right, babe? Mm -hmm. And you've got nothing else to give somebody else. And that's true. And there's a lot of cultural um, issues with this as well. Like it's wrong to, you know, that's a selfish, I think we really need to get past that because that is destructive to us as individuals because we're still us. And so we still need to remember that about us. Yeah. We didn't go all of a sudden from being a single to a married to like now a family and all of a sudden like just forget you. And you're right that some some people think it's selfish, but we're, what we hopefully to articulate today in this podcast is the the overwhelming need to take care of yourself because if you don't, Nothing else matters. You have you have no foundation and you've got nothing to give. And we're living in a burned out society, right? You can kind of see that we're burned out, nothing to give anybody else. And, and everybody just kind of gets sprinkles of stuff. And sometimes you start to snap. Maybe you're yelling at your kids or your spouse because um, you got nothing in the tank, right? I mean, that never happened to us, though. Never, never. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sorry, that, guys. <laughs> no, I mean, reality, I know. Yeah. I'm definitely not a perfect mom. And, oh, um, nor am I. Yeah, and I, I made lots of mistakes. I was always the PTO president. I was trying to help everyone else because I could. I was the stay-at-home mom. I was had all the time. I felt responsible for, you know, if I don't do it, who else will? Right. I want my kids to have the best parties. Oh, at you were school. the you were the best homeroom mom yeah. for whatever. Like we might not have anything at home, you know, for dinner, and you might not have gone to the gym for a month. But gosh, those those homeroom parties were amazing. Right? Yeah. yeah, and so it, it's just all about balance, really. It is, and and what we what we think we do in our society is that we convince ourselves as that all of those things, whether I if I just really you know, bring it at work and at school and I'm, 
I'm now with the family and the, we got all our friends and we do all the couple stuff and I'm volunteering at all these different nonprofit organizations or my church or whatever that I'm happy. That's what brings total joy and happiness. Yeah. And, and it, we, we really, we have a good way to say, oh, we're doing great. We're yeah. fine. Oh, everything's so good. Everything's good. I mean, you hear that from all your neighbors and you think, oh my gosh, like my life is crumbling right before my eyes and everyone else seems to be great and good. And they say all the right words and they look happy, but really they're empty and unfulfilled and their life is a mess. And I think everyone has some bit of this in them somewhere. So there is not a perfect family, a perfect couple, a perfect person, no matter what they look like on the outside. Right. So it's learning to find that and discover who you are and who you want to be. Yeah, and a lot of times as human beings, we, we do that, right? We, we do some comparison stuff of like, let me, let me look at you know, Johnny or Sally, and we want to compare their best qualities and your worst qualities. All of a sudden, it makes you feel even worse about yourself, right? But, but the big thing is, is that we want to take care of ourselves because as you just pointed out, what you end up is that even though you can have this quote unquote looks like this amazing life, you can still feel empty, right? And unfulfilled. It's like being in a room full of people, but you still feel lonely. You're like, how do you feel lonely in like this auditorium full of people? Like, well, I just feel unfulfilled and empty because you're not taking care of yourself and filling your own thing. So, um, babe, what, what else would you add to that? Because I do want to talk to our friends and listeners about your story. I call you Gen 2.0. And because you, I think, have done an amazing job of reinventing things. I mean, and for our friends and listeners, I mean, we've hit some rough patches um, in our marriage of 25 years. And a lot of it has probably come from, I mean, things that we're sharing here in the podcast with everybody, we're getting very vulnerable. But, you know, we had some pretty rough patches. And when we go back, we can say, you know, we weren't taking care of ourselves. I'm going to tell your story a little bit as to okay. cue this up. But is there anything you'd want to share with, with friends and listeners in addition to that about evolution of relationships and things like that? I just think it's really critically important to take a weekend, take some time to figure out what you need, what you want, and give yourself permission mm. to do it. And it's okay to want things and to have desires and to be your own person, not just to be the mom, the dad, the wife, the sister, the brother, the aunt, uncle, whatever your other names are, the CEO, the we have lots of other caps that we wear, but really to see who you are. And that is so, so, so important. And I love what you said about saying, give yourself permission to do this, because we can feel very guilty yeah. By saying, oh, I, I really need to take care of the, the kids more. And, and it's true. We're not saying go abandon or neglect all of that. Yeah. You really, you can do it all. You can. And it's possible. And there's some things that you can really let go. And it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I that's promise. True. So for listeners, let me kind of cue up something that really hit me. And this was a, a patch where, you know, we were, I mean, our marriage was on the rocks. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were we were going to potentially yeah. get divorced. Yeah, I had filed for divorce. Uh huh. Um, and we had a moment where we had to really get together and communicate with one another, and we got really vulnerable. And we're talking about hard subjects. And one of the things that we discovered in this process 
was it a story that you shared with me? And I can remember vividly seeing you were on the couch in our bedroom. And when I'm telling you all about my issues and whatnot, and, and you're talking about your issues, and then you just said with tears in your eyes, you said, you know, Kevin, when I look at all of these roles that I played, I realized that the only person that I gave less to in our marriage than you was me. And that was so powerful for me to hear that. And I, again, I can just see this. Um, and that's when you started making some changes. And I remember distinctly watching you make these changes and you were evolving into this, I mean, woman that, that I married to 25 years ago. And candidly, babe, even stronger. I mean, you had that <laughs> WW, you had that Wonder Woman you know, thing going on all of a sudden. I'm like, all you need is like the lasso and like maybe like the invisible jet. And it's like, damn, you know, she's the whole deal. But it's true that all of a sudden you started to become something. And, and here's the key. You told me, because again, we're in this vulnerable spot in our marriage. And you said, Kevin, I want you to know something. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. Because regardless if you're here or not, I'm still going to have to be this functioning person and be strong. And you gain strength and confidence, and it's been amazing. So for our friends and listeners out there, I'm just going to kind of throw it out there is to say, again, we are not experts in this. and we don't, We're not psychologists. We're not anything. We're just trying to tell you from books we've read, counseling we've been to, seen it with friends, and, and more than anything else, just kind of experience this. Babe, how did you go from Jennifer to Gen 2.0? What are some of the things that you did that maybe could be some takeaways for people that are listening? Well, I think the first thing I realized, I didn't want to be the victim of my life. I wanted to be empowered. I wanted to come from a position of strength, which is who I always knew I was. But I lost myself. I lost myself in my kids, in my family, mm-hmm. extended family, in my marriage. I just, I, I just didn't. Yeah, everything for everybody to, else. Yeah, I just gave everything to everyone else. So then I kind of started thinking, what do I love? What are things that I used to love? The thing I always, I was a ballet dancer growing up. So I loved to dance. I loved music. Um, and kept like all your toe shoes, by the way, yeah. which, was, you know, which was kind of amazing. But yeah, you were. Yeah, so I, I loved that. So I decided um, a friend invited me to high fitness. It's um, aerobics. I just really loved it. I wasn't great at it. Um, it was hard. I still don't ever do the burpees or because I get really lightheaded. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it my way. And I do that. I love that. I love lifting weights. I've lifted weights off and on our entire marriage, but I really committed. I hired a trainer to try to, to get strong. So I just started taking care of my body, trying to eat healthier. I... I'll tell you some things you did too. I mean, I I begged you for years to say, babe, go buy another pair of shoes. Yes. <laughs> go buy another purse. Like, please. That's true. And I think and I you, and didn't... You always, and you always bought them for everybody else. Like, you were happy to go get them for the kids and even yes. maybe buy me something. But again, yeah. you were the last person in line to go get a new pair of shoes. Right. And I, I remember, I think, you going <laughs> through the closet and you're laughing, but this is true. It's just like, we're getting rid of these shoes that we've had forever, and we're getting new yeah. shoes. Now, candidly, we're probably overboard <laughs> with that, but but uh, but that's good, right? right? We're finding some balance. Yeah. Um. So I had gotten my degree years ago at BYU in fashion merchandising, so I've always loved fashion, always clothes. So I decided to get a job. 
I didn't need a job necessarily for the paycheck, but I realized I needed an outlet in my life that was not at home. I had never embraced being a stay-at-home mom. It was always a struggle for me. So I decided to get a job, and I was terrified. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I haven't filled out an application for, like, 25 years. Yeah. I remember on the application process, you fill in and out, and it's like, uh, education, you know, you put your fashion merchandising degree, and, like, you hadn't had anything on a resume for 25 years, and we're like, oh, should we put the PTA president down? I was like, yeah, put that down. That's a great thing. So we did that, and you were worried oh my gosh, they might not even hire me for this retail position that you were way overqualified for. Yes. And babe, you nailed it and got the job, which is awesome. (laughs) Well, why don't I tell this story? (laughs) Yeah, true enough. Okay, so I went in, I applied for the job, and I did get hired right on the spot, which was really a big confidence booster. And I've worked there for several years, and I love it. I work eight to 15 hours a week. It's perfect. It's an opportunity for me to get up in the morning. If I work, I get to wear cute clothes, get to get dressed, put my hair and makeup on. Because honestly, I wasn't doing that as a stay-at-home mom. I would stay in my yoga pants, my workout clothes. I'm like, I don't have a reason to wear cute clothes. I'm not going anywhere. Who's going to see me? Reality, that was such wrong thinking. I, Because honestly, like, I want to look the best for my husband. That's who I should have been getting ready for. And for me, it would have made me be more productive, I think, during the day. So We all just feel better when we've had a shower and put good clothes on. So yeah, it makes sense. So anyways, so that was one thing that has been huge for me. Um, And that you can have that fulfilling anyway. You don't have to go get a job. You could just make make it a point to get ready and get dressed and every day. Buy clothes that fit you. There's so many women I help, and they're so fixated on a size that, and if they're not that size, they won't buy it. But honestly, like, wear clothes that fit you, that are your size. No one ever sees the size tag of what you're wearing besides you. And cut it off if it bothers you. Pretend you're wearing a size four or a size two, no matter what size it is. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't know why we get so fixated on what size we are, because when you wear clothes that fit you, you feel amazing. That's a good point. So you you found some things, just to kind of recap a little bit, found some things that, that you loved in in life that you, maybe you neglected, and you started to, to kind of resurrect those. And then you found some new things that maybe you wanted to to do as well. Yeah, I mean, like a I, job. yeah, a job. I started listening to podcasts and listening to books on tape. I hadn't done that. I guess I didn't use my iPhone as well as I could have. But I started to learn new things. I made a vision board and started to think um, I wanted to get better at skiing. So I went more. I went more. We bought ski passes and I hired ski instructors to help me get better and get more confidence. And we were able to do that as a family. And that gave me confidence and doing things that I wasn't necessarily good at, but I was learning. We bought a bike. I learned bike riding. The greatest thing, uh, I I think I talked about this, was running. But I, I don't love running still, but it's fun to, you have to kind of register. Train. For, yeah, train for a 10K and complete it. It's, it's exciting to get a medal. I wasn't in any sports growing up, so I never got a trophy or a medal for anything. So that it's kind of exciting. So you're doing those things that kind of empowered you, but also you felt really good. And basically you were finding yourself again, is that safe to say? And then constantly taking care of yourself. So now you look at that and say, huh, 
I know who I am. Is that fair to say? Like, what, what have you learned in this? Yeah, definitely. Like I, as I have gotten stronger, I have more patience with the kids. I, I feel like I have more love, more time. I also went back, I became a life coach. So doing those things that I felt that I'm still using my mind and learning and growing and doing things that can help me, but also my family or my friends or other people. So just finding a purpose for myself that's just for me, but I can also share and help other people. And it's been huge. My confidence, like people are like, I remember talking to our counselor and saying, how do I get confidence? Like, is there a class for that? Like I was at such a low point in my life and our marriage and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to get divorced. And I, I didn't want to be divorced and I didn't want that for my life. But I'm like, okay, I'm either going to like crawl in my bed and never come out or I'm going to have to pull myself up by my bootstraps and do something. And I just started doing things and slowly I built confidence. And now like I just feel like I just have confidence and I'm so grateful for that. It exudes confidence. I mean, really, you, you were for years, I would say, kind of in my shadow. And you are a strong woman right there beside me. And I love that about you. And it, that has come from you taking care of yourself, right? You neglected yourself. I've neglected myself. Um, for me, I, one of the things I've learned, I need to work out and have a purpose of why I'm working out. Started doing triathlons and started doing those things. And for years, I always felt as a dad and as a husband, like, oh, I, I work and then I come home and I, I need to take care of kids and I need to be like the coach for the kids' team and I need to show them the right way to to serve in our church and all these different things. And I felt bad. And so that's what I love when you said earlier, give yourself permission to love yourself and take care of yourself. And they could be as simple as I need to go take a bath to I need to go have some alone time at the gym, whatever. But you come back and you're full and you're able to go fill other people's cups. Is that, is that fair to say? Definitely. Definitely. And if you can, Matt, if you can figure this out, find a way. And some people get way out of balance with this. So find a good balance. And even if it's one thing a day that you're doing that brings you joy, that makes you happy, it doesn't have to be like an hour, even if you have babies, like even five minutes or 10 minutes, find something that's just for you. I think it could be so powerful in your life and in your marriage and with your children. I agree. And once you're healthy, like people that are sick all the time don't even know what it's like to be healthy. But once you kind of get healthy, once you learn to take care of yourself, is it fair to say, babe, that like you and I can at least, if we do anything right, we can at least feel like I'm kind of getting in an unhealthy place. And you kind of look back and can connect the dots going back and say, you know what? I've neglected my workouts or I'm not working as much or I'm not doing my friend time or I'm, I'm missing on those things that fill me up. So you can very quickly get back to center. Yeah, definitely. And it's good to do a checkup on each other to say, hey, babe, like I've noticed this or, you I'm know, what's going a on. Bit yeah, or, or with your kids. And so I, I think, um, and this is such an important thing to teach your kids. They tend to already be very self into themselves, but, you know, let them, let them learn their independence. And yeah, yeah, that's good. So hopefully, you know, friends that you've gained something from this, hopefully it's made some sense. Hopefully, you know, what we're not saying is, well, that's it. I'm dumping my job and I'm you know, giving up the family life. It's not. But, yeah. you know, what and would... I, I really think it's important to find your why. Why are you doing this? Mm. Becoming more intentional with yourself 
I think is just such an important thing. Just even if you put it on your on your phone or your calendar and find a why. And the why is so you can have more confidence or whatever your why is. And then I guarantee that as you take care of yourself, your marriage is going to be better. You're going to have a better relationship with your kids. Everything is going to feel better. And I agree. So friends, thanks for listening today. Um, hopefully you've got some good things you can take away and share with each other. You know, if, you, if you're if you in a relationship uh, with your spouse or a uh, significant other or with your kids, hopefully there's something you can take away from this, but to be kind to yourself, love yourself. And it's amazing that the conversations we have with ourselves up in our head can be some of the worst. We tell ourselves things that we would never tell somebody else. So try to get those things out of your head and, and love yourself and take care of yourself. And like you said, babe, what we have found is that you feel better, which translates over into being a better husband and father and mother and wife and coworker, et cetera, for all that. So good luck with this. Friends, one of the greatest compliments that you can pay us is to introduce your friends and family to our podcast and so that we can all grow and learn together. So thanks so much for listening today to the Relationship 411 podcast. Please like and share. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Remember, we promise to give you the 411 about relationships. So you don't have to call 911 for yours. <laughs>